2: Thanks for hanging out into Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Big recruiting weekend and uh, always thinking about football. The Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. Professor Bill Dolman with us. We want to say thanks to our friends at Pipeline Jerky for sending us uh, some some jerky, man. We've got the uh, peppercorn beef. And we have the honey barbecue. Pork. I tell you what,
0: I'm excited for the uh, the honey barbecue pork jerky. I've never once tried pork jerky in my life. This will be a new experience for me, so I'm uh, very excited for that. And honey barbecue, that sounds good.
2: It is. Dolben, you're a vet of many road trips. Uh, one time you even uh, let me tag along to Kansas City for uh, Affiliates Day uh, down to to see the Royals. And uh, you are a, if, if memory serves, a big beer nuts guy, and and you like your share of jerky. How you doing, man?
1: You know, I, I was doing fine until I saw that uh, cachet of uh, a, a jerky you got going on there. I've got the uh, competitor back in my in the drawer behind me, but you know, I guess uh, that's a hint. But no, I'm 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 doing okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I thought Connor might be um, in today. I think, I think I'm just going to give him a, a nickname of underscore, but I, I understand that he didn't want me to make fun of his Twitter handle. But I was looking over my, my uh, class roster for one of my courses next semester and I brought a red pen. No, no. Um, the red pen case, of death. <laughs> just in case. In fact, uh, depending on Connor's behavior, I've got two of them. Uh, But anyway, I digress. What
0: what you got to start doing is first week of next semester in syllabus week, you got to make sure, like, I I get to know me type worksheet, and at the top of it is Twitter handle, and you're deducting grade points from the final (laughs) grade based on how many underscores. (laughs) One grade point per underscore.
2: Wow. Well, Connor, you have a new Twitter handle. Nice to see you again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never heard the word underscore until, like, five years ago, and I don't know why it's necessary, but I know you got one, too, so
2: yeah well, there's too many Schmidts in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's that's where I'm at with it. Bill, let's uh, spend some time here on on Matt Rule in and, and his tour this week. He's been to Pennsylvania. He's been to the state of Nebraska, clearly, back in the state of Nebraska for a, for a weekend visit, and some really good uh, stories out about his philosophy. And uh, the the confidence he has in his ability to develop, but it's it's more of a a, a profile and, and fit versus a a reach for the stars type approach and And I know you were around Nebraska football when they had a, a fantastic mesh of blue chip where you're winning games, you're winning big eights, you're winning big twelves, but also. Oh, here's a walk on uh, named Keneally that turns into, into one of the best. So let's touch on that a minute here to start. Just where things can go in a football program when you're, you're kind of getting the best of both worlds.
1: You got to have the blue chip and you got to have the blue collar. And especially at Nebraska, because that's you know part of the culture of the state. Look, you know, uh, everybody by now knows my, my my thoughts on the whole recruiting thing. But what is impressive are uh, the effort that he and his staff that <laughs> the staff that he has the efforts that they have made to to uh, embrace the job, embrace the culture of Nebraska and understand that you got to go far and wide and near to find the best players who are going to fit your program and fit the culture. So I I applaud. I think everybody's applauding the efforts. And really, I kind of go back to the whole process. You know, Nebraska had what, 76 days of a coaching search that was very intensely watched here, but it was also pretty intensely watched nationwide. Who's going to get the Nebraska job? Who's going to get the Nebraska job? It was in terms of coaching searches, it was top of mind. So when that rules name started to surface to the front, uh, the two weeks before he was hired, you know, that, that gave people an opportunity to to take it in, to digest it. Football people think, well, this could happen with Matt Rule to Nebraska. And then when the hire was made, Nebraska did a great job of you know getting out in front of all, all the headlines. And they had the news cycle to themselves on that Saturday. The national media, I said this before, the national media did Nebraska a great service because they talked about the hire. They talked about how great a fit it is. And all those national media people um, did Nebraska service by uh, saying this is a good hire. So now all of a sudden, prominent recruits who may not have committed someplace or those whose commitments were not all that binding um, got a chance to take a look at Nebraska and think, you know what, this, this is pretty good. This is not a shock hire by any stretch. People knew it was coming. And I think that really helped Matt Rule and company. Um, uh, when they, When they get into the living room, People knew what it was already all about.
0: Bill, what do you make of, of Matt Rule's, I guess, updates from the recruiting trail he's been putting on Twitter where he'll just post a picture with no caption of whatever he's doing on the recruiting trail. And there was at one point him eating a, a West African dish. I believe it was pounded yam and a goosey. I could be pronouncing that it wrong. It looked I apologize. Okay. It looked pretty good. And then you got him taking a picture of uh, the uh, – the philadelphia eagles stadium you got him really just going everywhere and just taking pictures of where he is on the recruiting trail what do you make of that it's kind of twofold where it it keeps fans in the know but it also lets the recruit know like man the head coach is tweeting my high school letting me know that he's here letting all the husker fans know he's here what do you make of of that approach
1: he's savvy you know he gets he gets the generational play that you have to make um I'm, i'm sure when If if Nick Saban has to do anything like that, it's probably begrudgingly. But Matt Rule is proving that he is of that um, of the generation that understands that you have to do the things that are going to connect with today's student athletes. I'm sure Lane Kiffin is that way. Uh, I'm sure you know Dion's got people who are doing that for him um, out in Colorado now. But if if you're not if if you've got to figure out how to do it, you're already behind. And I think Matt Rule, during his time at uh, Baylor, that's when you know the the social media aspect of recruiting really took off for him. But uh, clearly, he didn't lose his touch when he went to Carolina, and he said the last the last few months before taking the Nebraska job to figure out this is what I got to do when we hit the ground running. And he's done that, so I applaud him, and it's given Nebraska fans um, confidence. I think that. You know, he's committed to making all the rounds around the state of Nebraska to the high schools that may have been long forgotten by previous staffs. And then to see where he is there, you know, to Pennsylvania or to Texas or whatever the case might be. I think people understand that they have a guy who was working very hard for them.
2: Bill Dolman with us. Hail Varsity Radio, at Bill Dolman. No underscores with that. At Bill Dolman on Twitter. And uh, Bill, a, a thought from you. We talk about getting an athlete you want a football player yes you want a football players mentality uh to your blue collar point Uh, but you also need the the blue chip aspect that athleticism and you can go get the the guys that will uh be rough and tumble in the phone booth and there's a lot of crossover between wrestlers and o-line or d-line play and then you look and, and as you branch out with some of the skill Nebraska seems to have a guy that played football that's a speed demon uh, that, that triple jump or long jump or they're 10-point something in the 100. So uh, what's your experience been? What's your thought when you look back at Nebraska's success? Did they dive into the, the, the track aspect a lot or was it more just Kind of knowing what they see during evaluation, whether or not the kid had multiple sports under his belt.
1: I think that's always been very important to Nebraska athletics, not just um, you know football, but you have you you always. I shouldn't say you always. I think most coaches like to have athletes that um, that participate in in different sports, aren't specialists. You know, Terry Pettit built the uh, the volleyball program back in the late seventies and the eighties with uh, track and field athletes around the Midwest and turned them into great volleyball players, which then, you know, Nebraska has become the hotbed of volleyball and athletes who specialize. But I think most coaches uh, really favor having athletes who have a variety of sports resumes, um, have a lot of sports on their resume. And when I, I got a kick out of this kid out of Texas, you know, I'm not a big believer in recruiting services and they slap the stars on guys. This guy, I remember when when he when Matt Rule got the commitment of this this speed of Texas who's a grade 100 guy. Bryce Turner. He didn't have any stars, right? And all of a sudden he commits to Nebraska and he's a three star guy. Well how did that happen? Hmm. Because Matt Rule decides that he's a he could be a great football player. So now all of a sudden these r- recruiting geniuses give him three stars. You know, it, coaches want to find people who are going to fit their system both not not just on the field, but off the field. And I'm sure that he's got an idea that this this kid out of Texas and all the other ones that he's um, that he's recruiting are going to be the kind of people that he's going to want to uh, be around personally, as well as, you know, develop them mm-hmm. athletically. You know, there's a character aspect to it as well. And you might have a five star guy and you get into the living room and it's just not a great fit personally. And it's not worth pursuing that, Maybe you, but you got a three-star guy that you know has a great work ethic, may come from a farm, may come from a city, but if they want to work and they're high-character people, that's probably more valuable over time than getting an impact five-star.
0: Bill Dolman is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and you talk about impact five-stars, Bill. And there, there's also impact three-stars. It's kind of something we hit on yesterday, the fact that the, the, the three-star to five-star to four-star to whatever the ranking is, is just kind of based on the tools a kid has, kind of like the NFL draft. And you can have impact three-stars if you, you go find the right guys and you, you get the right tools for your system. And I, I want to pose the question to you, how many – freshman do you think Nebraska needs to have their impact guys next year? Not necessarily starters, but that they see the field and they make an impact in some way. Based on how the past couple years have gone and how there's going to be some changing schemes this offseason, realistically, how many freshmen do you think Nebraska needs to be getting on the field, making some sort of impact next year?
1: I hope not very many. You know, Nebraska last year had 151 guys on the roster and 110 of them, 110 of 151 were in their first second or first 2.0, whatever season, Mm. you know, guys who were first, second, third year of college, and they were relying on those. And, you know, you think about Ernest Hausman, who I guess is going elsewhere. And, you know, that's his prerogative to do so. But think about how Ernest Hausman looked in that first game at Northwestern, right? I mean, he looked uh, a little disillusioned right? You know, granted he's playing in Ireland of all places for his first college game. Now he developed as the season went on, but he kind of disappeared there for about four or five games, right? I don't think Nebraska wants to be looking for people, even though this is a new regime, I I don't think you want to be looking for impact freshmen as a priority. If somebody comes in and just dazzles you, then, yeah, maybe you got to get them on the field. But you would hope that those guys who remain in the program who don't jump into the transfer portal, and it seems like that's slowed down just a little bit. Now, it might happen again in spring. But you would hope that the guys who are in the program are seeing this as a new opportunity to, you know, to get excited about playing for Matt Rule and his staff and, and a new philosophy and that this is their chance to seize and to make a difference that they're not worried about who's coming in in this recruiting class and who's their guys and who are the other guys' guys. Uh, I don't think it can be a priority for Nebraska to find that that guy that you're going to try and be a focal point, whether they're a wide receiver from Lincoln or a defensive lineman from Texas.
2: Bill, and to kind of piggyback off the the impact freshman, that's what's hurt Nebraska for too long and over a couple of different stabs is that you threw guys in when they were young and weren't ready and you asked them to carry too much weight. And, Bill, your confidence level here, a couple of minutes left, when it comes to rule, knowing when the kid's ready to get more time. Hausman was, all right, dude, uh, yeah, Henrich bust up his hand, E, get in there. <laughs> that That was it. It was it was it was a necessity and it it worked out okay for Nebraska with Ernest getting better as the year went on until he hits the portal. But rule and and being able to to get a kid ready and also communicate that now we think you're ready to, to get in there. That's that's the dance that has to go on here with the portal era.
1: I would think the rule is savvy enough, and we go back to the social media thing. I think he's probably savvy enough to know the personalities once he gets to know everybody and winter conditioning and spring ball to understand that a guy who was in the program last year or maybe in his uh, going into his third year in the program, that they may be better off developing them for more immediacy and immediate need. Than to throw a true freshman in there. You know, as you go back in time, Will Shields, Tommy Frazier, you can, there's probably four or five true freshmen who had an immediate impact in the Nebraska football program. And I don't think any program, whether they're in the 90s or the 2020s, want to have to rely on true freshmen unless they're just absolutely a dominant player that earns the right. But even then, I don't think you want to throw them in there like Ernest Hausman that very first game and say, you're the only one who can help us out here. If Matt rule is a developmental guy, he'll develop the depth that's already in the program and get those guys ready and serviceable. And if there's somebody who can play, they'll get them ready for when the time is uh, when they are needed later on.
2: That's the question. How much depth is in the program? Bill, Although not- I do
1: like the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the yeah. kicker could have an impact pretty quick.
2: Bill's like, get, uh, Get the West side kid uh, the new adidas and, uh, and and hustle them out there Bill we love chat checking in with you we'll uh we'll do this again before we sign off uh, for the the holiday season the Christmas season but always appreciate you thank you so much for spending time tonight
1: all right guys Go Big Red and Merry Christmas there we
2: go Bill Dolman with us no underscore there at Bill Dolman. <laughs> On Twitter, Bill. We'll see you soon. Appreciate your time, bud. Uh, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. We'll uh, get some thoughts on the recruiting weekend. Brady Altman's on the way uh, with Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency.